Hey everybody, welcome again to Founders Gyan. In case you are tuning in for the first time, Founders Gyan brings the inspiring story of a startup and the founder behind it. This is episode 25, which is great because we have hit a quarter century and this week we are featuring Vikram Ahuja, who's the founder of beyond.travel. That is B Y O N D.travel. Beyond.travel aims to create highly personalized and unique travel journeys. with an emphasis on immersive experiences each travel product is built using expert local insights and ensures that the traveler is an active participant in the experience it's not about what you see it's about what you do is beyond dot travels mantra i'm super pumped and excited to bring you the show the show notes are available at www.foundersgyan.com/ep25 which has links to all that we talk about in the show Also do check out the top listened podcasts over at foundersgyan.com/top. This is updated every week and has the top 5 most listened podcasts on our platform. What are we waiting for? Let's hit the road guys. Welcome to the show. Thanks. A quick brief on Vikram. He is the founder of Beyond Dot Travel, a startup that aims to provide consumers an experience that is beyond travel, as you might expect from the name. Vikram has about two decades of experience in the IT industry, with his last big venture being the co-founder of Safarna slash Tripera, another travel startup. Last but not least, he is also an award-winning director, having won a few awards on the short films that he has directed. I'm super excited to meet you and thanks a lot for taking time out of your busy schedule to share your knowledge wisdom and time with our listeners. Thank you Vikram for agreeing to be on our show. Thanks for having me. Okay. It's my pleasure. Um so Vikram, let's start with your journey. Okay. So can you fill in the blanks from the intro about your journey before beyond dot travel? Sure. So I've um I've lived and grown up all over india because my parents were in the indian navy so i grew up uh grew up traveling <laughs> as a kid uh spent a lot of my formative years in bangalore uh did you know did my engineering here as most people in bangalore do and then joined a, a boutique technology consulting firm uh which was amazing because i learned a lot but then uh, after about 4 and a half 5 years i realized that i'm not really cut out to big typing code so i went uh went to business school uh lived in barcelona and madrid for a bit in spain and then worked in europe for a bit um after that i moved and i also lived in los angeles uh during this period and then i moved to san francisco where i did uh management consulting um so i did management consulting for a few years then moved to dubai where i joined a very early early team of a startup called cobon uh which was the largest which we grew to be the largest daily deals company in the middle east so this was when groupon was at its peak and we basically built the groupon of the middle east mm-hmm. which was even bigger than groupon in the middle east uh so we sold the company uh, which is an excellent learning experience and out of that uh, sale i started a travel company in the middle east called tripurna with the other uh, members of 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 the company that we just sold did that for a bit uh, at the same time i was also involved in setting up uh, an ac- startup accelerator based out of bangalore called kairon 
and uh, Chiron was basically a pure play accelerator working with startups, investing in startups and it was something that started taking up a lot more of my time uh, which was also then I realized that I wanted to be full time with Chiron so I switched, exited the startup that I was a part of uh, and worked with Chiron full time and somewhere along that journey we decided it would be interesting to start exploring high growth uh, industries and see if we can build our own startup and also around that time was when I met with a few very interesting people who are now my partners um, who have been in the travel industry for the last 25-30 years so travel again, as I, I'll reference it again, I mentioned it earlier but it's something that I'm extremely passionate about so it was something that I was definitely keen on exploring further and coincidentally all of these things happened at once with you know, the meeting of these partners, the decision to sort of build out our own startup and just the opportunity that it presented and we started working on a concept to really focus on building experience-based travel which is what Beyond ended up coming. Okay, excellent. Now, can you explain in a few sentences what is Beyond.travel and also how did you, you guys come up with the idea for this? Sure, so Beyond is an experiences-led travel company where our focus is on creating very immersive and personalized travel journeys uh, for our customers around the world. So we currently serve more than 50 countries. Um, in a lot of ways, Beyond focuses on creating interactions with travelers and local communities, local cultures, arts, food, um, activities and so on. And so therefore, the whole focus is on taking travel back to what it should be is about experiences. So the idea for Beyond really came about, um, uh, I, in 2011 I attended a festival known as Burning Man which happens in the middle of the desert in, uh, outside of Las Vegas and for seven days you're immersed in this little city that gets created with the most unbelievable exhibitions of, of art and culture and, and, and community and just being in that sort of environment for seven days sort of um, got me thinking about how travel uh, is so packaged in today's world where you know you're presented with almost commodified offerings of what you should be doing in destinations and so therefore um, the thought was then to sort of create experiences in destinations that you go that are very local to and authentic to the destinations that you're visiting which is which was where we started thinking about how we would do that <coughs> And what we realized was the way to do that would, would be to kind of present a destination as an experience. Um, take care of all the logistics so the traveler doesn't have to worry about which hotel he's staying, how does he get from one place to another, etc. And really focus on building out some of these experiences as, as, as moments that you kind of take back with you when you come back. Okay. So that was how we sort of... Okay, excellent. Now, just to give a sense of this for our listeners, can you just explain uh, uh, could be a hypothetical uh, be a real trip as such sure just just explain let's say we pick a place in India sure uh, three or four days travel sure so how would beyond dot travel look like if if, if we book through sure. your service sure so typically um, you know typic our typical duration is five days and more okay um, yeah let's take five let's say let's say let's take five days um there's, there's multiple, again, it depends on the kind of product that you're looking for. There's multiple products that we do. We do, we do what's known as uh, Club Beyond, which is group travel. So, 
these are fixed departures where the idea is you know you don't really need to have someone to travel with you come together with like-minded people and explore a destination so to give you an idea of uh, something that we're doing around this just to sort of give you the flavor of the kind of trip that we do in January of well in January on January 23rd we're launching the first ever India to Bangkok road trip so you're starting out with uh, you're starting off in in Imphal and Manipur and then driving all the way through Myanmar into Thailand right so that's uh, that's that's starting on I mean there's an expedition going you can join if you'd like so there are these specific departures which are where the goal is to bring together like-minded travelers now we've done we've done Jordan we've done Thailand we've done Sri Lanka etc etc um this year alone in india since you mentioned india for instance we would do the kumbh we would do um, you know diwali in varanasi we would do hemis we would do hornbill festivals etc so the idea is fixed departures now the other side of it is if you come to us with uh, let's say an idea that you have or a place that you want to go based on your travel pre- preference based on your sort of needs likes dislikes we would sort of put together the itinerary an example of that is we had um we had a couple that was looking to travel around Rajasthan and um they wanted to kind of explore Rajasthan beyond just the regular sites that you can do by yourself you don't need a travel company to do it so some of the really cool things that we set up for them we set up a cooking class for them with a, a member of the Rajasthan royal family which was held at in the kitchen of this palace that the royal family lives in you know so it was a very sort of spending 3 hours with rajasthan royalty and 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 learning how to cook very authentic rajasthani food the other thing we did as an example to what you just said uh, we recently hosted uh, diana king who is a you know hip hop and reggae singer in pushkar for 4 days where she just wanted kind of she was performing all over india and she just wanted to kind of unwind So we had Diana King spend four days with us in Pushkar, where a big part of her entire experience was interacting with local musicians. So we got these local musicians, and you know she's jamming with them in the middle of the night, etc., etc. So the you know so the, so so you could take one experience and you could give it twenty different flavors. You could go to Ladakh on a bike. You could go to Ladakh searching for a snow leopard. You could go to Ladakh and and spend four days in a living monastery with Buddhist monks. you could go to ladakh and climb a mountain so you know um depending on who you are we customize your travel for you okay brilliant now i ask all the founders this question and i get varied responses so let's see what your <laughs> responses so for our budding founders listening out there what do you think is a good way to come up with a winning idea well i mean i'm only going to answer this from my perspective i don't know if my idea is winning yet so I'll 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 put this question into perspective by answering it by saying that I've come up with many different ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh a lot of them have worked and a lot of them haven't. Um but I think what's common to all of them are the fact that they all came from some sort of a personal need that I had personally or or people around me had. So it was something that was some very relevant to an audience that I could connect with. Um so I guess in many ways I guess my advice would be identify the problem first and then find a solution. I think um what a lot of people end up doing is find a brilliant solution and then try and retrofit a problem which in a lot of cases is doesn't really, you know, happen. So uh yeah, that's that's great. Yeah, I mean uh, a lot of founders 
do say the same thing you know uh, find a personal problem right because that way when you work on the solution you know whether whether it is fitting your problem or not sure now you're not working on an imaginary problem it's it's a real need real problem sure so but if, if, even if you can't find a problem that is that is relevant to you personally at least find a problem rather than finding a solution okay so. okay excellent advice now we all know that an idea is just uh, just that it's just an idea and mm-hmm. unless it is made into a concrete product or a company it's not worth much so what are the steps that a person needs to take to uh, follow in order to make the idea into a reality uh, maybe you could talk about your own experience or or you could give some advice on what people should do when they have an idea i think okay so i think one thing that i would say is it is exactly what you said an idea is just an idea and it's in your head and it's very easy to get biased or completely blindsided by what you're thinking so the first thing to do i think would be to um share and discuss the idea with as many people as you can who you know you trust and you know can give you a, a good perspective on it in fact a lot of people will actually say hold on to an idea don't talk about it stay in stealth i think that's bullshit because you know an idea it's not about you know success is not going to come from an idea it's going to come from execution so uh definitely definitely find people who can give you multiple perspectives who can pick uh the idea apart and offer constructive uh criticism to your thought process uh secondly would be build a you know a network of people that you trust who could either work with you on the idea or assist you in finding people who would because ultimately the success and failure of your idea will depend on the team that you have you're not going to be able to do it by yourself and i think thirdly uh i would say really do not over analyze start doing stop thinking start doing and focus really on making mistakes because i think the faster you make mistakes the sooner you get to the stage where you know what you need to do because in most cases the idea that you start out with and the idea that you end with will be very different okay excellent now okay so now let's uh, move on to a bit of a personal question we all hear about founders sacrificing family time to make their ventures a success can you tell us a bit more about your own family and how you manage to balance business and family <laughs> yeah that's true it's a it's a hard one huh? uh, luckily for me my family uh, i come from a family of entrepreneurs as well so both my parents have um you know started their own businesses and um so that's something that i've seen and it's something that you know i i've sort of absorbed um my my fiance will be my wife in about two and a half weeks oh, uh, congratulations thank you thank you this also she's also started her own business she comes from a family of entrepreneurs so i think it's very it's very helpful to have people around you who um have been through a similar journey and kind of understand what it's like um but i think at the same time i have a very strong support structure there's a lot of encouragement so you know there's there's never there's never an option of of uh, of trying to um i guess get approval or um convince anybody uh i think all of us function quite independently which i think helps a lot Okay brilliant now you were mentioning about a few partners and co-founders that you work with uh, on beyond our travel can you talk a little bit more about them and uh, tell us a bit more about the chemistry between you guys 
Sure. So I think the the the, the partners that I was referring to um, have been in the travel industry for many many years. Uh, each of them bring more than twenty five years of experience of the travel industry, so they really understand the industry side of things. Uh, I think the the advantage that we've sort of we've been trying to work towards for us as a company is the fact that we've got you know very old school authentic industry experience and we're trying to combine that with uh, you know the startup way of thinking and working which is move quick fail fast and there's a there's a unique sort of blend of online and offline which i think would help us um, differentiate in many ways with, from from let's say our competitors or our peers uh, because we've got those capabilities in place so i think that's been a you know it's it's been a, it's been a very sort of um, very very beneficial partnership and it's something that we hope will kind of help us really take it to the next level as well okay brilliant now is there a daily or a morning ritual that you follow can you share it with myself and our listeners <laughs> i'll tell you a daily ritual that i'm trying not to follow which okay. is i'm trying not to look at my phone when i wake up in the morning um <laughs> but <laughs> it's very tough right it's very tough it's very tough especially with you know email notifications and whatsapps etc so i'm trying to like not do that uh but i think what i've now started doing more recently and it's it's actually um something that i really enjoy is uh working out first thing in the morning and it's it's an amazing way to start the day you you've you know cleared your 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 mind is clear you've built up a lot of energy for the day and you've really got yourself off to a start where you're not looking to you know uh, rush or uh make decisions in a, in a hurry because you've got so many things going on so i think working out first thing in the morning for sure okay brilliant okay can you tell us something about yourself that is not commonly known <laughs> okay uh i have represented india at the asia open salsa championships oh. and we ended up coming second so done wow. that wow brilliant <laughs> i make you films i make shot i make short films uh <laughs> i i've I done a lot of theater. Okay. I think we need to have a small dance of you. <laughs> I I retired. <laughs> Don't dance anymore. <laughs> okay. Um what's the best advice somebody has given you or alternatively best advice that you have heard? If you knew whatever you did would not fail, what would you do? Okay. Okay. Great. Uh Sorry, that just left me a bit speechless because I, I got into the moment of it. Uh, now, startups come with a lot of pressure. So, give us some tips on how we can handle pressure when things aren't going well. So, I think it's something that I referenced earlier. Have a network of people that you can rely on to to let off steam, to to just sometimes rant and let you know thoughts out. to get advice from it's very important that these are people who are not associated with the business and come with an objective uh, perspective um and it is important to let off steam and you know let those frustrations out it can be extremely difficult running a company or being a part of a early stage company uh secondly have a life outside of uh your startup uh, especially as startup founders i think we tend to get so obsessed with what we're doing that is very easy to kind of lose track of everything else that that uh is happening around us and you know whether it's whether it's pursuing a hobby or having another interest make sure you leave room for those sort of creative pursuits because ultimately those kind of things will feed back into 
uh, how well you sort of perform at work because you've got uh, uh, you know you, you you're, you're activating the other parts of your of your brain even and thirdly I think more importantly is to just have the discipline of giving yourself a break you know it's very important I think at least I've found in my perspective not to get burnt out especially if you're running a company or leading a company uh, and you're faced with so many problems on a day-to-day basis if you find yourself burning out how you react and solve these problems will show you will ultimately be making wrong decisions very quickly okay okay brilliant now can you tell us about your worst entrepreneurial moment and how did you turn it around or the lessons you learned from that experience <laughs> worst entrepreneurial moment I'm wow. sure you have had oh yeah plenty tons. plenty tons, tons. I'm just trying to think which one do I talk to you about um, I, I wouldn't say I mean I think worse I'm trying to classify I think worse is a difficult word I'm just trying to I mean I've had several sort of hit, hits and misses if that's your question right so maybe you could talk about uh, uh, a miss that kind of you felt really bad about or you felt down about sure yeah, yeah yeah absolutely I in 2000 um, 2012 in 2012 uh, I just you know I'd moved to Dubai and uh, I was still getting I was in the process of getting to know people around me and I thought it would be such an amazing idea if there was an app that I could take out and see everyone around me and I could find you know people based on interests and if I liked them I'd give them a swipe up and if I didn't like them I'd give them a swipe down and it was a brilliant idea in my head at that time so uh, found another co-founder who was really interested both of us put in a lot of money built the app it was called Disco for Discovery um, we thought it was a brilliant concept we, we put in all our time and effort work weekends work late nights all of that and uh, Unfortunately, we didn't think anything beyond what happens after you build the app. How do you get it out there? So we didn't. We had no idea. We didn't think about that. Um, so ultimately, you know, the moment of truth came when the app was ready, and we had no idea what to do with it. And we tried and struggled and played around with it. And uh, it was quite a dis- difficult decision <clears throat> for both of us to say, okay, we've invested time, we've invested money and effort, but this is going nowhere. So let's shut it down. So we made the painful decision to kind of shut it down and walk away from it. And of course. As luck would have it, six months later, Tinder, um, you know, became the hottest thing in the world. And uh, right. we sort of still will sit and talk about how we built a Tinder before there was, you know. Right. I mean, but, Tinder was around, but not as big. Yeah, so, but, but I think uh, Tinder was slightly different, right? Dating, right? So Oh, this could have, this was, dating was one of our use cases as well. Right. Exactly the same. The idea was find people around you and give them a, so it was same use cases. Mm. Um, it's just that we didn't have the uh, foresight, the conviction, or the determination to continue with the idea. So it was just, you know. So okay, so let's so, so let let's let me put this out. So supposing today you face with a similar situation. No, happens every day. Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> it happens every day. I said. Right. <laughs> right. So so what would be your advice in such situations? You know, you you build an app or you build a product, and now you don't know. I mean, maybe people are not coming. Like. What do you do? What what would you suggest? I think, or, or do you think the problem was much before that? I mean, no. So obviously, obviously, I think the problem started from day one, where you have to have the foresight of planning and thinking, and you know, knowing where you want to go. So there has to be a vision. Mm-hmm. Um, and like this is exactly what I was saying earlier about 
find a problem and then find a solution. What we did is we found a brilliant solution but weren't sure what the problem was. Is it yeah, a dating but, but problem? You also, you also had a problem, right? You had a problem. Right, but we when we built it, we weren't sure are we are we trying to solve a dating problem, are we trying to solve a social discovery problem, etc. So we hadn't quite done we weren't convinced ourselves and therefore it showed when you know it was ready we didn't know which direction to go. Um Sorry, your question was, what is what do you do if you're faced with an adverse situation running a startup? Yeah, yeah. No, so I think, uh, you know, I think hopefully when you get to a stage where things are looking bad, you have thought through this situation happening and have a plan B and a plan C. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't have a plan B and plan C, uh, one thing that I've realized through experience is you have to learn to let go. Uh, um, you know, there are ideas that you think are brilliant and when it doesn't work, right. cut losses, let go, move on. There right. will always be better opportunities. And right. I think the, you know, the, the, the strength of a person, not just an, an entrepreneur, but of a person is, you know, how you pick yourself up when you're right at the bottom and move up because that's the only way to go. Right. Unfortunately, what happens is sometimes when we're at the bottom, we try and salvage the situation. Maybe I can do this to save this. Maybe I can do that to save this. And I think it's because we're so invested into an idea or a concept or a process, you know, emotionally, mentally, physically, that we can't get out of it. And we get sucked into that. Uh, so I think, you know, the, the just let go, think objectively, you know, leave the ego outside. And if it's not working, admit failure and move on. Right. right? Failure is not a bad thing. Failure is great. Right. And and also, uh, six months down the line, if somebody else comes up with the same idea and is successful, uh, no point in beating yourself up about it. No, right? you sit, you sit in conversations like this and say, listen, <laughs> here's what I could have been, you know. So, right. Right. I mean, no point but, in but, but, you know, it goes... But it goes back to the concept that we were saying earlier. An idea is nothing. Right. An idea, everyone has ideas. It's how you execute it. So nobody cares if you had an idea to build Uber before there was Uber. Right. right? And, I, and, and, and that's happened too, right? Like people have had ideas and not executed well and, you know. Right, right. Okay, excellent. Um, now I just have a few more questions. Now let's retouch on Beyond Dot Travel. Sure. So... What is the revenue model for Beyond Dot Travel, and what is the future you envision for your company? Um, well, so we have multiple streams of revenue. We make uh, we make money obviously on the transactions uh, of of products that we build and design for our travelers. Uh, that is one. We make we also uh, you know make money on creating content uh, and distributing some content for specific partners. That's two. Um, the, in terms of the future, I think the future looks, the future is, uh, this is the future of travel, the space that we're in. So I'm, I'm extremely uh, bullish about the future for us in many different ways. I think the market's going to grow. The opportunities are going to grow. We're going to be doing a lot more segments, speaking to a lot, lot of different groups. We, right now we do, you know, women's groups. We do uh, self-drive groups, cycling groups golfing vacations, bachelor, bachelorette parties, um, you know, photography only trips. I mean, there's about 20 different categories of travelers who we will talk to and target very soon. Uh, Also on the content side, we're already investing a lot into virtual reality and, you know, 360 video, which is going to be huge. And I expect by this time next year, that'll be a, a big, big part of our business. Okay, excellent. 
Okay. Are there any books or resources that you can recommend for our budding entrepreneurs? Sure. There's um, one of the books that I read uh, early on when I was starting a company, which I thought was really cool, is the the Lean Startup, mm-hmm. because it does precisely what um, you should be doing, which is identifying problems and and then finding solutions and moving quickly to kind of pivot in the direction that you need to go to. Um, there's a book that I'm reading now which is very interesting it's called The Hard Things About Hard Things by Ben Horowitz uh, which is an interesting book as well uh, and the whole concept is that it's easy to start a company but it's incredibly difficult to run a company so he focuses on the on the operational side of running a startup which I think is uh, is very useful um, there's also another book that I found uh, interesting recently it's called Search Within Yourself I think and it's, it's by this guy who works at Google and does all these kind of um, um, books about mindfulness and meditation and it's quite a quite an interesting perspective because he, he's an engineer at Google so he's not one of these fluffy self-help look within yourself and all that but he brings a very scientific approach to kind of slowing down and you know um, bringing your mind to a state where you're thinking and acting clearly and that's quite a useful book as well. Okay, excellent. We will link all these up in the show notes. Now, I just have one more question but before we move on to that, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Uh, are you active on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter? What's the best way to reach out to you? Uh, any of those, it's Vikram Ahuja 27 on Twitter. Okay, okay, excellent. Okay, cool. Uh, so I just have one final question, but before we move on to that, I just want to take the time to acknowledge and thank you for sharing your knowledge to myself and our listeners. Thanks. I hope it was useful. Uh, I'm also very grateful for the value you're adding into the world by means of your startup. And with that, we'll move on to the final question. So if there is one gyan that you could give our would-be founders, what would that be? <laughs> if you knew whatever you would do would not fail, what would you do? I honestly believe in that saying which... I, I, th- I think I think you know it boils down to our fear of failure or a fear of rejection. Right. But you're never going to know whether an idea that you have is right. successful or not unless you do it. Right. And so therefore, it just boils down to accepting failure as a natural consequence of actions that you perform, and looking at it as a learning uh, process rather than something that is the be all and end all. Okay. So. I really will again repeat the, the advice that I mentioned earlier, which is if you knew what you do would never fail, what would you do? Right. right. Brilliant, brilliant advice. And um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not a great believer in coincidences, you know. Just incidentally, today I was uh, watching a video of Jim Carrey. Okay. Uh, he was giving a convocation speech at the uh, Maharishi University. Okay. And uh, he says that his father inspired him, okay, and uh, he says that his father could have been a great comedian, Mm -hmm. but he chose to take a conservative route Mm -hmm. and take a safe job Mm -hmm. as an accountant. And he was let go when he was 12 years old and the family did everything they could to survive. So the advice that Jim Carrey gives is that why do you want to do something uh, that you don't like because you could still fail. Yeah. Absolutely. So why not why not do something that you love? Absolutely. So uh, absolutely. I think I think your yarn really resonates with what I just <laughs> saw today. So thanks a lot for that. Sure. Uh, thanks a lot. And thank you so much, Vikram, for your time. And it was a real pleasure chatting with you. 
and wish you continued success in your venture thank you so much thanks there you have it folks another great startup and founder i do hope you liked it as much as we did in producing it do check out the show notes over at foundersgyan.com/ep25 this has all the info about what we talked on the show as well as nifty share icons that you can use to share this with your friends in case you loved the show please do rate us over at itunes again all the links are available at foundersgyan.com/ep25 i'll see you all next week with yet another founder and story but till then you do know what the show was meant to do i hope you got inspired and do take action on your startup today thanks for tuning in and have a great week ahead